into your mind. Now what that really says, if you don't like who you are and where you are, don't worry about it. You're not stuck either with who you are or where you are. You can grow or you can change. Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. (laughs) And you're probably like, who was that? And if you recognize that voice, that probably brought back some good memories for you. If you do not know who that voice was, you're welcome. Because we have introduced you to a man who has influenced millions of people. But today, we're going to talk about a story where he influenced someone so specific, it changed generations of lives. So thanks for tuning in. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter of Solid of, uh Further Still Ministries, and our show, Solid Steps, if you've never heard us before, we talk about things from a man's perspective. Uh, we believe here at Solid Steps that you were created in God's image to be a man and woman, but in our context of a show, we talk about things, what God's doing in men's lives, and we tell the story that God's writing, and we do not believe that you are walking and living out your destiny as a man unless you're walking with the person of Jesus Christ. Now, that being said, There's many different topics and ways to approach that. Today's topic is going to be about a story of a man that you just heard his voice. And if you don't know who he is, that is the voice of a man named Zig Ziglar. (laughs) Now, just the name in general makes you bring out a smile and giggle a little bit. But Zig was a sales trainer, motivator, leader of men, and a salesperson. And if you were around in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you knew who he was. But today, we're talking to somebody who I know who impacted me. I'm here today sitting at this microphone because of Zig Ziglar. And we're going to hear the story today of how and that came about. And so, Chad, yeah, you, you drug somebody else in here. Uh, who, you drug your dad in here. Yeah, I, uh, I, dad's <laughs> sitting next to me, and uh, he's been on the show before, and we've, we've done a podcast before talking about our family history. And the topic of that one was, it was never too late. And, and uh it was a great podcast, but today we're talking specifically about dad's interaction with and influence of Zig Ziglar in his life and how it affected us as a family, and it's still affecting us really generationally. So Jim Russell, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's awesome to have you back, and Jim, it's just a joy to be with you, and uh, I appreciate your son so much. Yeah. <laughs> we got to just have a hangout you know, all the time and uh, do radio together. So uh, you, you can be really proud of your boy. We are. We yeah, are. He's an awesome man. So, Jim, uh, before we talked about Zig, you, you started getting into sales. How in the world did that happen how many decades ago? This was back in, in the spring of 1971. Uh, I was working at Standard Oil Company, and uh, a good friend of mine by the name of Buck Roberts was in the insurance business, and... Uh, like I say, we lived close together, and he was my insurance man, and he kept trying to get me get the insurance and um, for several months, and I never paid too much attention to him until um, to the end, and then it happened. And then uh, you you did you were in Standard Oil, correct? And then you moved into what area of sales? directly in the insurance business. When I was working at Standard Oil Company, uh, they wanted me to be in the real estate department. But for me to be able to work in the real estate department, I either had to have a college degree 
or my real estate license. Well, I never went to a day of college, so that, that was out. And they really wanted me to do it. Well, about the same time as when uh, Buck Roberts got involved in, in the insurance, and uh, we thought about it and talked about it. And uh, in the process, I started the real estate school that Standard All wanted me to take. And halfway through, that's when I really got serious about the insurance business. So yeah. you did you did the insurance business for six years, I think you said? From 71 until 77. Okay, so about six years. Correct. But it, toward the end of that, you started doing some real estate stuff. In, in the mid-70s. Uh, I never used my real estate license until about the mid-70s. Now, wait a minute. Now, let's go, let's go back to one thing here. Though. <laughs> Your in, intro into insurance was not exactly the smoothest intro. Tell them about how your immediate success in insurance as far as the folks that were getting you in had a little bit of doubts about you? Well, the um, Buck had introduced me to my future um, uh, staff manager, Larry Pittman, and he really wanted me in the business. But they introduced me to the, our district manager, and he did not think I could make it in the insurance business. Um all I done was they took they had me take three tests, the same test to prove it, and I failed every one of them. <laughs> okay. So you so were proving them right so right. far, right? Yeah. <laughs> no. right? So one day I got a call from Larry and said, Hey, I got the the vice president of the company coming in town just to interview you. Can you get off work? And I said, Sure. So his name is Lloyd Getty and um we had about a fifteen minute conversation and he said, Son, do you think you can sell insurance? I said, Yeah, I can. You show me what to do, and I'll do it. And uh, the rest was history. They hired me. They hired you. Now, tell me about what, after you got done taking that test for the third time to pass <laughs> it, tell them what they told you about the test. What were they going to do from that point on after that? You proved what about the test? Well, if I, my first year, I, I had such a good manager. Larry was a great manager. He didn't do things for me, but he really helped me. And um, I had some success the first year. Um, and um, so anyway, at the end of the year when we had our banquet, I had, uh, I had won the agent of the year and broke records and all that stuff. And Mr. Gaddy said, we're going to take that test tear it up as soon as I get back to Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> and I don't know whether they've really done it or not. They said they did. I, I don't know. But I do know this. Nobody in our district for six years ever took that test again. Never. <laughs> now, you, you glossed over it, but I want to make sure we go back to something. You had never sold in your life. No. And the man who looked at you the most, uh, Pittman, right? Correct. What's his first name? Larry. Larry, that's right. Larry Pittman. Larry looked at you before you ever started selling and told you you were going to do what? He told me about a month before the end of the year. He said, you're going to be the agent of the year in this company. And I said, okay. <laughs> so he really, he, he was the one that really helped me out a lot. Um, but I had been there for about two months is when I first uh, read an article about uh, Zig Ziglar wrote a two-page article, and they had a little coupon where you could buy the tapes. I think it was forty nine ninety nine or something like that. And I had never listened to a motivational tape before. Uh, I had never had any sales experience before. I mean, I was 
I would roll, <laughs> you know. And um, I got the tapes, and I, I got to listening to them, and I thought, I can do this. I can do this. And I listened to them every day. In fact, I listened to them so much, the cassette holder, I wore it out. I had to take duct tape and hold it together. And I wore the tapes out, and seriously, I ordered the same tapes three times. I wore the tapes literally out. Yeah. And, but, you, and you just continued to listen to Every Zeke. day. I didn't have a radio on at all. So for those young people who want to know what a cassette is, ask your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but just to make sure we know here, that man looked at him and said, I see something in you. You are going to be successful. And a year later, you won Rookie of the Year, right? I, un- I was the first rookie agent in the company's history. It was American General Life Insurance Company, one of the biggest insurance companies, and 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 I worked for Life and Casualty. Um, I was the first rookie agent to ever be in what they call the President's Cabinet. That's a top twenty-four agent. Size number twenty-two, out of in the nation, about seventeen states. Yes. How many agents were there? You think? I would say probably two to three thousand, something like that. Maybe a little more. So your first year, you were top twenty-five out of two thousand agents. 22, correct. Had Pittman never said those words to you, do you think you'd have made it? I'm not sure. I, I, I do know this. I would have never made it without Zig. Right. I would have never made it without Zig. And I then, made three great decisions in my life. Number one is following Jesus. Number two, marrying my wife. And number three, listening to Zig Ziglar. That's incredible. That is amazing. So we're going to take a break. And so this intro to Zig Ziglar was not just a, a tape or books it actually progressed to even something that you would have never really thought would ever happen 20 years later. You're going to hear more about that here in the next couple of seconds. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville, Kentuckyana area for decades. They can help you with every financial need that you have, whether it's personal, commercial, you need a home loan, car loan, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Bright Star Home Care, if you have someone that you love and care for that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. We also want to thank podloo.com that's louisville podcast studios if you want to do a professional sounding podcast or video cast you want to look and sound great louisville podcast studios is your contact go to podloo.com that's p-o-d-l-o-u.com some important things that money won't buy. It'll buy you a house, but not a home. It'll buy you a bed, but not a good night's sleep. It will buy you a companion, but not a friend. It will buy you pleasure, but not happiness. See, I just happen to believe that if the picture you have of yourself is correct, you can have the complete success that we're talking about, the whole ball game. Not only happy, healthy, and reasonably prosperous, but you can be secure. 
you know, that's uh, a voice again of Zig Ziglar, and uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show. And our first segment, we introduced my father in the segment, basically talking about his intro into sales as a young 20-something, and in 1971, he started sales, and he also met a guy on cassette tapes named Zig Ziglar. So, Jim, uh, you were listening to, to Zig for now several years. Yes. Every day. Every day. Every day you listen to Zig. Every day. Now, Chad was born. He was a little tyke. And your next son, Kevin, he comes along. Right. And uh, you're doing uh, selling in the insurance industry. Right. But you're also starting to really go into the real estate world. I got started in real estate really in 74 or 75. But 75, I really got to work in and by 76, I'm making probably twice as much in real estate. It wasn't insurance. So I thought, wait a minute, I got to look at this. So uh, Carolyn and I discussed it, and uh, we decided as soon as the Kevin's born and everything's okay, we're going to make, make that move. So it happened. So the day I, I, Kevin was born, I went home and I wrote my letter out, resignation letter, and uh, – give it to them and they try to talk me out of it and you know so anyway i go to the hospital carolyn to pick up carolyn and um, she had the baby in her arms and her mother was on the other side of the bed and uh, i walked in she said did you do it and i said sure did and <laughs> my my mother-in-law said what did you do and carolyn said he quit his job long pause you what and uh yeah, I quit. Quit. Going to sell real estate full time. And she looked at Carol and she said, "I told you not to marry this guy." <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I. It was a great move, and uh, but it was. Uh, it was fun. It was a tough decision, though. I. I. It had to be tough. It was tough. But I, what I'm hearing, Jim, is it was a tough decision. But you were already tasting success selling real estate, and you knew that. Um, well, you maybe didn't know then, but what you know now about how God had wired you. Right. But you you were being encouraged by this guy on tape. Um, named Zig Ziglar. He had me convinced I could walk through a brick wall. <laughs> okay. No, I, I listen to him, like I say, every day. Every and, day. And so you're listening to him every day, and one day you heard him say that you need to thank three people. Right. Tell that story. I, yeah, I was um, I was listening to it, and, and it said – Call up three people today that's been instrumental in your life. And I got to thinking about different guys, and I thought, you know, the person that's helped me the most is Zig Ziglar. And I don't even, I've never met him. So uh, I knew his, from his tapes, I knew his assistant's name was Lori Majors. And I knew I couldn't call and ask for Zig. And so I called, and I said, hey, can I speak to Lori Majors? And they put me through to her. And I told her, basically, he was going to come in town. This was in, this was in July of 93. And um, he was going to be in Louisville speaking in September. And I said, all I want to do is just meet him, look him right square in the eye, and thank him for what he's done for me. And she said, well, that probably can't happen. But 
she was very nice. She said, tell me your story, and I'll relay it to Zig. Well, I thought that was going to be the end of it. About 30 days later, she calls me up and says, Zig would like for you to pick him up at the airport. And I said, really? And I said, oh. And she said, is that okay? And I said, yeah. And, I, you know, it's kind of like asking a five-year-old if we won't go see Santa Claus. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so uh, that's what happened, yeah. And so uh, he, Zig is going to come into town, going to speak to a huge audience. Freedom Hall. Sold and, out. Mm-hmm. Yep, sold out. I mean, right. if you if you don't know, Zig Ziglar, you think about a motivational speaker today. Right. That's what Zig back in the day. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, go, what were you going to say, now, Chad? The, the timeline here, though, let's, let's make sure the listeners know the timeline here. 20 years plus has passed. Right. From the time Dad ever heard of Zig in 1971, and now he's transitioning into real estate, and you've been selling real estate full-time since 1975? Seven. 77. So now we're at 1993, okay? So we've got almost 20 years of being a realtor full-time. Correct. And so for 20 years has gone by, and you are still taking these principles, taking it in, getting out there, working hard. So we got about a 20-year relationship on tape, (laughs) right, with Zig listening to him, him being a big, and then you make that phone call, right? Correct. So you get the phone call that comes in. And they say, hey, do you want to pick him up from the airport? What was going through your mind at that point? Well, I, was, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, and so I told Carolyn, I said, I want you to go with me. And she went with me. We made him to the airport. And uh, we took him downtown to his hotel. And we go into the lobby. And he says, now, I don't have time for dinner, but I, I do have some time. Why don't we go up to my room and talk? And I said, Okay. And the funny thing, we everybody was there for the convention, and they were getting his autograph and all that. And and, and after about ten minutes, I'm thinking, you guys are getting my time. I'm, I, want, <laughs> I want you. Know, so I told him, I said, Mr. Ziggler, I, I think it's time to go. And we got in there in the elevator, and he said, I really appreciate you doing that. So <laughs> we went up the room, and we spent I spent about two hours talking to him. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to picture this for 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 <laughs> the salesman came into play, kicked in all the things that he's t- learned from Zig kicked in so if you can just picture my dad and i got a picture of this go online a facebook page and you can see but dad's getting in a suit or he's got a tie and a sport coat on he's dressed up and he's standing here watching all these people crowd into zig and dad goes into the salesman mode and he goes up and he says mr ziggler we need to leave acting like he's part of the zig ziggler party right <laughs> part <laughs> the of the security, security. right <laughs> And Mr. Ziegler, we need to go. And then they escort him into the elevator. I'm sure he was talking into his wrist, too, and his earbud and, you know, just really trying to make everybody think he was with Zig, right? And they get him in the elevator. And I could just, that moment in the elevator had to be gold, where Zig looks at you and goes, thanks, Jim. Yeah, he said, thanks, Jim. I really appreciate it. And he he said he was tired and all, but um, mainly I didn't want him getting into my time. You know? know? Now, Now, you get up to the hotel room. Right. And he has you come in. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. I did not know until we just had lunch today right. that Carolyn was with you. Yes, she was with me. I, oh, yeah. I, I always thought it was just you and Zig. Yeah. So you three are in the hotel room. Right. And what happens next? Well, we sat down, and, and uh, Zig and I sat on the side of the bed. And uh, I was wanting to get all the information. I said, you know, just give me some information about you. And, you know, and he, but he does most of the asking me questions, you know. And, um, and he asked me, he said, uh, let, let me tell you about 
my story. And then he told how he accepted Christ. And he said that he had been witnessed to by a lady that uh, came to his house and, and uh, he accepted Christ. And he said, my whole life changed. He said, prior to that, I had jobs every few months, different job. And he did. Uh, he had a lot of different jobs. But he said, when he gave the Lord his life, that's when his whole life changed and his whole attitude changed. And uh, when, he, when he told you that piece right, 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 right. there, what was going through your head? Well, first off, in his tapes, you, he never talks about God or, or religion or anything, okay? But knowing now what I didn't know then, when I go back and listen to it, it's all through it. It's just not mentioned, okay? And uh, Biblical principles. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And then that's what got, the, that's what got me going. That's when I thought, you know, I, I got to have this. Of course, I accepted the Lord back when I was a teenager, but unfortunately, I had some other things I had to do, and I didn't follow the Lord like I, like I am today. So we're taking a break here, so let's get this picture before we go to the next segment. This idol that my dad has looked up to, most influential person in his life, and they're not talking about sales, they're not talking about your numbers, they're not talking about the awards. Zig Ziglar shares with my dad, his testimony about how he came to see and know Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And when this conversation takes place, we see then what happens a little bit later because God's not done writing the story. So we're going to take a break, come back and hear more about what happened after that meeting on Solid Step 3. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, overall dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management company. If you have water outside your house that's not going where it's supposed to go, or you have septic tank issues or any landscaping needs, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. Their years of experience will come through, and you will be thankful you called them. Discipline yourself to do the things you need to do when you need to do them. The day is going to come when you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. So listening to our buddy Zig there, that's from stuff from decades ago. And in our last segment, my father, Jim, is sitting in a hotel room by invitation of his, the man he idols, Zig Ziglar, talking to him about his story and his testimony. So, Jim, you, you mentioned, you know, he, he shares his testimony, how he came to faith in oh, Christ. Yeah. He went in great detail, yeah. What, what, what was going through your mind as he's, because you weren't walking with the Lord. No. Going to worship and going, being part of the church at no. that time, that was not happening. No. But what's going through your mind as you're listening to Zig? As he was giving his testimony, 
I was thinking, you know, I haven't heard him talk about this. And then I started looking at my own self because Carol and I, like many marriages, we were, this was a tough time. Uh, we went through a spell from 1990 to 95 in that range that it was, uh, it was getting pretty, getting pretty rough. And, um, and then when he told me, when he told me the impact that the Lord had on him, that was, I mean, I, 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 I worship this guy. And this guy, and what, what he says, I'm going to go with it. And he's talking about the Lord. I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll reevaluate my situation. And, um, but he made, he made a statement that, um, he he made a statement. He said, you know, when you're in a situation, whether it's business or you're talking to somebody, you know, in your mind, you need to instill three things. Number one, what I'm getting ready to do or say, is it going to take me closer to or further away from my objectives? And number two, is it going to benefit everybody involved? And number three, if Jesus is sitting right next to you, would you do it? Well, in spirit, he's going to be there, but it was a good illustration. And I thought, I, 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 need, to, I need to think about this, you know. So we went, this was in September of 93. Now, I hadn't made a, a movement yet. You know, I'm thinking what I need to do. And one of the areas that Carolyn and I was church. She was one religion, I was another religion, and, and I thought, you know, my mother told me one time, you, you've got to take the lead here. It's your responsibility. you got to do this. In fact, the last time I talked to my mother, 1987, she died a week later. And when she told me that, I thought, I, I, got, some, I got some work i got to do here. Well, you know, a few years passed, okay? And, um, but that, now Zig and I, after that meeting, um, of course, we went to the, uh, he spoke the next day, and we, and Chad, if you'll remember, we sat on the very front row. But you, you, he said something to you in that room, something about the book of Proverbs. He said, if you live your life and you run your book, business, by the book of Proverbs, you will be, life will come a little bit easier for you. won't be perfect. But if you run your life by the book of Proverbs, things are good. Things will happen. I wonder if my dad, my dad has used that quote. I bet he heard it from Zig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, the first thing I done when I got home, I got the Bible out and, and I read the book of Proverbs. <laughs> okay, but uh, but that was very influential. Sure was. Jim, talk to our listeners about your your, your so your, your professional life is very successful. Family life is struggling a bit. Spiritual life is struggling. You this encounter with Zig, um, and you're still listening to him on tape. And one day, you're you're flipping listeners. If you're really young, you're thinking, what kind of instruments were they listening? You're they're using back in the day. But back in the day, cassette, you had to yeah. you had to take it out and flip it around. I was I was walking that morning and. Uh, 
exercising, and I, I always use my Walkman to carry this uh, cassette, okay? And I, I went to change it from A to B. And then I accidentally hit from tape to radio, and I heard this voice. I thought, who is this guy? And I listened to him for about 10 minutes. And at the end of the, him speaking, they said, uh, Bob Russell and the church he was affiliated with and all. So I go back home, and I look up the radio station. I thought, i got to find out who this guy is. And uh, I've never had nobody like Ziggler reach me like this guy. I mean, he, you know. So I looked it up, and they said, yeah, he, uh, he's at uh, the, the, over the church and everything. I said, where's that at? And I, I'm thinking it's in another state. And he said, he said, it's in Hikes Point. I said, you're kidding. Well, this was on a Friday. And I had an appointment with some clients that afternoon to list their house. And I go in, and I walk in the room, examine the house. In every room, there was a Bible. Every room. And they even had one in the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow. You know, so... When I got done with them, my hand was on the doorknob. And I looked back and I said, can I ask you all a personal question? I don't want to get involved, but I just a question. Where do you all go to church? And Jean said, her name was Jean. She said, hey, you know, we go to church. I said, you go to church. You got a Bible in every room, you know. <laughs> and for nearly two hours, they told me about the church they went to and, and all. And I thought, well, I, I'm going to check this out. This was on a Friday afternoon. And I went home and told Carolyn about it, and she said, no, nah, I don't want to go. I said, nah, I'm going to go ahead and go. And I went that afternoon, on Saturday afternoon for the first time. And at the end of the service, I went through the greeting line to meet Bob. And I told him, I said, hey, I'd like to meet with you sometime. He said, would you like to have lunch? And I said, sure. And he said, give me a car, and I'll call you. Well, sure enough, Monday morning, he calls me, and we have lunch in a couple of days. And the rest is history. He he done a great job, and he witnessed to me and and uh, showed me some areas where I was needed some work on, and and uh, it changed not my life; it changed my whole family's life. Well, I I think there's there's such a connection between you listening to Zig, and then you accidentally. You don't even know it. No, that's a God uh, thing. Th- it is a God thing. <laughs> yeah, you you, yeah. you think you're going to get the next point of Zig's talk, and all of a sudden you're listening to a preacher who happens to be right in your hometown, right? who happens to be really just right down the street, and you get to meet him, connect with him. And, and, of course, Bob Russell, many of you are listening, you know know of Bob, have heard Bob, and and. Uh, and Bob sharing the gospel, you rededicated your life. Exactly. And now, it uh, took me a while. I, I I didn't jump right in. I that was in November of '94, and in in May of '95 is when I rededicated my life to him. Sometimes we think that um, when we share our faith with other people, that it's gonna they're they're gonna respond immediately. Most of the time, when we share our faith, in this case, Bob sharing his faith, it takes time to settle in. We got to think about it. Well, I tell you what I went back to. I went back to my mother. And uh, she said, you got to take the lead here. And uh, 
So that's that's what I've done. That's what I've done. Now, your wife and the boys, the one one of the boys right next to you, none of them were walking with the Lord. No, but I got a little story here. Kevin, my <laughs> second son, he was at he was going to UK at that time and he was home for the weekend. And I was sharing with him, I was excited, and I was sharing with him where I was going and what I wanted to do, and he said Dad, he said, that, um, that's not true. He said, they worship Bob Russell. They don't wor- worship Jesus. I said, come on, Kevin. And let me tell you how the Lord works. He is today an ordained minister. He's, he's, he's preaching. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so we're going to take a break, come back, and uh, hear more, because that conversation with Zig Ziglar a year later with Bob Russell leads to a chain of events and we're going to talk about that chain of events here on the fourth and final segment of Solid Set Training. Hadley Sign Solutions. Owner Chris Hadley has 35 years experience in design, manufacturing, and the installation of commercial exterior electrical signage. He can help promote your business in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. Call him at 502-419-7228. That's 419-7228. Or you can email him at HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com. That's HadleySignSolutions. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement, whether you're a year away or 20 years away, Dan Hart can sit down, come up with your plan that you uh, need to have, or talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. That's a pretty good question. Here's one even better. How can you hit a target you don't even have? The question, my friends, is do you have your targets? Have you clearly identified what it is that you want in life? Have you set a date as to when you expect to get it? Have you identified the obstacles you must overcome in order to get there? Have you identified the people, the groups, the organizations you need to work with in order to get there? Have you spelled out what it is you need to know to reach your objective? Have you developed a plan of action and have you written it down as to what's in it for me? Man, oh man, that that can preach, right? (laughs) So in our fourth here and final segment, we are uh, talking about and wrapping up the story about my father's encounter with Zig Ziglar. In our last segment, we were talking a little bit about um, how Zig led to a conversation with Bob, and then Bob led to a conversation with Dad that led to a recommitment to the Lord. So, Jim, yeah, now you're, you're... Going back to church, beginning to listen again to God's word. You're in the book of Proverbs. Uh, but it takes how many months before you decide, you know what, I, I'm going to rededicate. I'm going to make a public rededication of my life to Christ. About six months. Took about six months. Six months. I want to do it the next day. But in fact, Bob, he told me, don't jump in here. He, he said, just, uh, you know, just take your time. Don't make this just an emotional. Right. And he said, and they may follow you, and they may not. And he said, your wife may it may take her ten years to come to the Lord, and she may never, you know. And uh, but she did exactly ten years later. 
Now we're gonna we're gonna tell that story in just a second about uh, your right. your wife. I wanted to ask Chad something. Okay. So you you're going now to church for for years. You had not been a part of none of them had made a commitment until chad did in 01 i think right yeah but uh, but my point is you you weren't before before you got connected to bob russell you weren't going to church at all no and so all of a sudden now you're starting to go to church you're starting to read the bible chad what in the world's going through your mind looking at your dad well you gotta keep in mind i'm 20 something at that point i graduated high school in 91 uh, you know, I'm out on my own living a, basically a, a lost life. I'm not walking with the Lord. I'm in church every week. I was a Catholic and I'm not saying Catholics aren't Christians. I'm saying I was not that you can be a denomination. You can be a Catholic Baptist Presbyterian. You can do anything and be in a church building, but just cause a car is in a garage that don't make it a car, right? If I'm standing in a garage that don't make me a car. Okay. You can be in a church building. I was going to church every week as a Catholic, but I was in the church, but the church and God was not in me. So what I thought dad was doing was fine for him. That's great, but you keep it over there on your side kind of thing, right? I, I, I don't think I was too, uh, you know, poo-pooing him on what he was doing, but I was kind of, I was pretty clear. I don't want anything of what you're doing. Don't, so, push, don't push this on me. Yeah, I'm, got, I'm glad I've got what I've got. You got what you got, and that's great. Okay. Yeah. And so then Jim, you you give uh you know, six months you publicly profess and rededicate your life to to the Lord. Correct. And who's the first person that you wanted to talk to? Zig Ziglar. <laughs> you wanted to call Zig up. Sure did, and I did. It took him a couple of days to call me back, but uh I, I just wanted to thank him for his testimony, his inspiration and everything. And uh, he he was very encouraging. He said, let's stay in touch. And we, we communicated back and forth for a couple of years, a couple, three times a year. But with his schedule, uh, you know, I understood that. But uh, he was the first one I wanted to talk to. And his encouragement back to you correct, was was a real boost. Oh, unreal. <laughs> I can't imagine. So, yeah. so then, Chad, um, you – you're still watching your dad. Mm-hmm. And I was there at the baptism. I was, you know, again, congratulations. That's great. And what what happened is I'd go to church with him then on, you know, Christmas and Easter right. and Father's Day. He'd invite us and we, you know, we'd go to that one because to me, all was the same. I go to that church. I go to that church. I'm going to church. I'm checking it off the box. Yeah. So that was my 90s was all of that. And now I got into sales in 97. And I start selling real estate in 97, which I'm still to this day, full-time realtor, 26 plus years. By by the way, you've been doing it for 26 years. Right. Jim, you've been selling real estate how long? 52 years. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still going. (laughs) And you're still going. Chad, you got a ways to go. Well, there's only two realtors, alive ones and dead ones. So, (laughs) you know. But but my journey on it was – when I got into sales, my eyes got opened a little bit more. He would hand me the tapes. He would hand me the books. Read this book, listen to this tape. And he was training me to be a salesman the way he was trained in many ways, right? Listen to this, follow this. So I was growing in the sales aspects of it, and that's where I got introduced to this guy named Zig. And I started listening to tapes and started realizing there's something to what he's saying. 
And when I hear it, I go, there's something to this, you know. So, so, so you're still watching your dad. How, how, when did it begin to be, begin to make sense of the difference between me just going to church and kind of a religious thing right. to uh, a personal relationship with Jesus? When, when, did, when did that begin to click? Well, the little bit longer version of my testimony is I broke up with a girl who I thought I was going to marry, and then I swore on New Year's Eve of 2000 that I was going to be a pagan the rest of my life. I was going to be a hedonist. I was going to do what I wanted to do with who I wanted to do it with. I wasn't going to break any laws, but I was going to do anything my flesh desired. And after a year of living that way, on New Year's Day of 2001, I woke up in a bed that was not mine, drunk after a party, looked out the window, saw the moon for the first time in my life. I felt conviction of sin. And I thought, I'm living my life. I lived this past year of this way, and I'm more unhappy, more depressed than I was a year ago when I said I was going to live this life. I go, this is a road that leads to death. And then nobody had to tell me. I didn't need Zig Ziglar telling me that. I didn't need my dad telling me that. I had the Holy Spirit telling me that. So fast forward seven months later, and I give my life to the Lord. And interestingly enough, um, when I gave my life to the Lord, the day I gave my life to the Lord, the very first person I ever said that I wanted to confess that Jesus is my Lord was my dad. We were in the ER room at Baptist East. My mom had had some issues with her knee and some medication, and I got a phone call. You need to get to the hospital. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So you got to figure, in the seven months of this, I had a Billy Graham sermon a Mike Bro sermon, and two Dave Stone sermons, and then some girl who was really pretty telling me about Jesus. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, all that's going on, and this was the, 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 the camel that broke the straw's back. When I get the message, you need to get to the ER room because of mom, I was on Algonquin Parkway in my Camry at 10.28 a.m. on July 17, 2001, in the car. I said, Lord, I don't know if she's alive or dead. But when I get to the hospital, before this day's over, I'm going to tell somebody that I'm going to follow you. That's when I gave up my life. Mm. I get to the hospital. She's fine. She's just had some medication issues. We don't, this is before cell phones. I mean, before texting and a lot of that, right? This is just a phone call. Um, so when I get into the ER room, I'm sitting in the waiting room, and mom's fine. Dad's sitting to my left, and he has no idea what I'm getting ready to say. And I'm like, I've, I've got to say it. And I said, Dad, I want to have a relationship with Jesus. And thank goodness we were in the ER room because Dad about fell out of his chair. (laughs) (laughs) And we had to pick him up. And he's like, oh, okay. And I remember walking out that day, and that was the beginning, right? Mm. So here's the thing. Let me ask a quick question. How long was it between, Jim, your dedication and and then baptism and your... How much time? Yeah, how many how, how many years? Seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. So let's just do some math as we finish up here. Dad has this conversation with Zig Ziglar. But before Zig Ziglar, he had a conversation in 1972 with an African-American woman named Sister Jessie. Sister Jessie came to clean his house on 4th of July weekend, and she talked about Jesus the whole time. He gave his life to the Lord. 
Fast forward, Dad's conversation with Zig Ziglar, then with Bob Russell, and then eventually with me. I give my life to the Lord. Six months later, my brother gives his life to the Lord. He's in full-time ministry. Then my mother, I got a sister-in-law, a brother, my other brother. We've got about eight grandkids. And then I've baptized a friend who has baptized two people. You can count 20 people who's been baptized since this line of people, since this conversation with Zig Ziglar. So listeners, every conversation matters. You matter. And Zig was not just a motivational speaker. He was teaching biblical principles. And those biblical principles matter, and they make a difference. So I would encourage you, where are you in your walk with the Lord? And the chain of command that can happen from giving your life to someone and having that conversation, it has a ripple effect. How many people have been affected by that conversation that that African-American woman had with Zig Ziglar? Millions of people, and I'm one of them. Mm. I'm going to pray, and uh, we want to thank you all for listening. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this show, and thank you for Sister Jesse, <laughs> Zig Ziglar, Jim Russell, and everybody else who has shared and cared about someone enough to share the gospel. We pray that anybody listening will realize that there needs to be life in Jesus and to give their life to him. You have no life in this world without him. You have everything you need with him. Thank you for that gift. In Jesus' name. Amen. With every step I take, I am staying.